When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to this video on circadian rhythms, sex, hunger, immunity, sleep, and mood. This is another video in the Happiness Masterclass series. I'm your host, Dr. Donnelly Snipes. Your internal or endogenous circadian rhythms are set for approximately 24 hours. Now, what's interesting here is it's not exactly 24 hours. Your natural circadian rhythms are tuned on a daily basis to exactly 24 hours through exposure to cues that include light, temperature, and socialization. They've done studies on animals, for example, who live in caves where they're not exposed to light. And those animals still do have a circadian rhythm. So why is that? They find that their activities and the temperature not only of the cave, but of their body, when they're engaging in more activity, their body temperature goes up, less activity, their body temperature goes down. So their activity as well as the environmental temperature help them set their circadian rhythms. Circadian rhythm disruption is strongly associated with increased risks of several types of cancer, increased risk of cardiovascular and metabolic disorders, as well as an increased prevalence of behavioral and psychiatric disorders. And we're going to talk more in depth about those in a minute. For those of you who've been watching my channel for a while, you are familiar with the HPA axis or the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. The HPA axis is your stress response system. Sometimes I use the analogy that it's like a smoke alarm. It is there and it goes off to alert you when there might, emphasis on might, be a threat. It tells your body, hey, dump some energy because we need to focus and we need to get up and figure out if there is a threat. If there is, we need to respond to it. If not, then the vagus nerve can kick in and we can start relaxing again. But the HPA axis serves as a pace setter through the release of glucocorticoids. What is a glucocorticoid? Cortisol. Most of us are familiar with the term cortisol. Cortisol can override the circadian rhythm timing. And this makes sense. If you have this normal circadian rhythm going and it's about nine o'clock and that's the time when you normally go to bed, your cortisol levels are dropping significantly. If all of a sudden you get startled or there's an emergency, your cortisol levels are going to go way up and your sleepy, sleepiness is going to go way down. All of a sudden you're going to be awake and alert. So they work 
in tandem with one another. But the HPA axis is designed to be able to override your typical patterns in the event that a stressor exists. The problem is a lot of Americans are under persistent stress. A lot of Americans have persistently high levels of cortisol or frequent floods of cortisol stress throughout the day and even into the evening, which disrupts the circadian rhythm because it takes a while to get the cortisol back down to baseline. I mentioned we were going to talk briefly about what circadian rhythms actually do. It's not just sleep. Your circadian rhythms, your body rhythms are involved in just about everything. Another analogy I've often used when I talk about our mind and body being connected is that of a factory. And your circadian rhythms represent the rhythms of the factory. When it's un the factory is under stress, when there's a lot of orders coming in, things are going to run faster. When there aren't enough orders coming in, or if you don't get enough of the raw materials in order to fulfill the orders, production is going to slow way down. If a bunch of junk piles up along the side of each of the conveyor belts in the factory, it's going to be harder for the workers to get their work done. And that's going to contribute to problems and slowdowns. And that's what happens when we see oxidative stress buildup. Likewise, in most factories, they're not 24 hours a day, or at least if they are during the evening, they slow way, way down. So the cleaning crew can come through and clean up all the crap that was created throughout the day, all the trash and all the stuff that was dropped on the floor. And the maintenance crew can come through and tune up all the machines to make sure they're ready for when the factory opens the next day very similar to how your body works and your circadian rhythms are ultimately all of that that's happening in your body your circadian rhythms impact your digestive system and causes it to produce proteins to match the typical timing of your meals your body gets ready for those meals it mo modulates your hunger by regulating the release of a hormone called ghrelin now Ghrelin is really interesting because it can be triggered when your stomach is empty. But if you notice, if you eat typically about the same time every day, you're likely going to get hungry at about the same time every day. Guess what? That's your circadian rhythms. Your circadian rhythms directly impact the release of ghrelin and the production of proteins to ready your body for the influx of food. Likewise, it regulates your thyroid function. People who have disrupted circadian rhythms often have thyroid imbalances, maybe not completely out of the quote normal range, but they may be imbalanced for them. We do see in people who are under chronic stress, frequent co-occurring hypothyroid. Metabolism and weight are also affected by your circadian rhythms through the regulation of blood sugar and cortisol, which is another interesting and important thing to remember for people who have high cholesterol, have diabetes, or who are trying to maintain a particular weight. Your circadian rhythms also alter your gut microbiome composition. Why is that? Well, your gut microbiome changes if you're under stress 
or if you're not under stress your gut microbiome if your circadian rhythms are out of whack then guess what that throws the entire factory out of whack and that's stressful so your gut microbiome is going to change and we know that our neurotransmitters and our hormones are affected when the gut microbiome changes the immune system inflammation and DNA repair are all involved in preventing cancer and are all impacted by our circadian rhythms synchronized circadian rhythms keeps that immune system flowing just fine if our circadian rhythms get out of whack then the cleanup crew has a harder time doing their job and we can start to see more systemic inflammation and more flat-out disease circadian rhythms also impact the endocrine system regulating cortisol remember that stress hormone to suit normal energy expenditure your cortisol levels we tend to think of cortisol as a bad thing you know if your cortisol is too high you're going to retain weight around the midsection it contributes to a lot of bad stuff well yeah if it's too high but just like most other things in our body it goes by the Goldilocks principle you need to have just right amounts of cortisol in the morning your cortisol is highest that's the awakening response and that happens in order to give you the energy and motivation to get out of bed throughout the day that's the highest level it should be and then throughout the day it'll gradually decline as cortisol goes down something else called adenosine goes up and that is adenosine is the byproduct of thinking and functioning throughout the day as adenosine goes up we start to feel what's called sleep pressure and that sleep pressure is what makes us want to go to bed your circadian rhythms impact blood pressure and sleep through the secretion of melatonin it also impacts cognition now I just talked about adenosine when you have high levels of adenosine in your system when you've been thinking all day and working all day you tend to not think as clearly or be as motivated than you do earlier in the day you're not you don't have fresh eyes as they sometimes say and circadian rhythms when you're sleeping they go through and cause your body to secrete chemicals that help clear adenosine out of the terminals and make the body ready for the next day and circadian rhythms also influence the reproductive system uh, influencing the release of gonadal hormones and vice versa estrogen for example influences the re release of serotonin and influences the circadian rhythm timings and likewise circadian rhythms influence the release of estrogen if you have somebody especially somebody who's biologically female who is has a circadian rhythm disruption because of stress or illness or just they're not sleeping then many times you'll see it impact the length and or duration of their menstrual cycle but you'll also see the same thing in people who are biologically male as testosterone is altered because of circadian rhythm dysfunction or circadian rhythm disruption in both genders libido tends to go down 
the body's saying hey I'm under stress right now now's not the time to procreate I can't even keep myself going effectively certainly can't take care of a helpless little infant the circadian rhythms are regulated by the suprachiasmatic nucleus or the SCN in the hypothalamus now most of us think of circadian rhythms we think of light so that's where I'm going to start but remember it's not just light blue light and on the far side of the color spectrum is 6500 Kelvin or 7000 Kelvin uh, 6500 is high is as high as I've ever seen a light bulb uh, and blue light in moderation during the day improves mood alertness and memory when you're supposed to be awake exposure to blue light can help improve mood alertness and memory for people who work night shift assuming they maintain their night shift schedule even on their days off exposure to that blue light during their daytime can help some with setting their circadian rhythms uh, people who work persistent night shifts are at a higher risk of a lot of uh, health problems because that research has found that we do have difficulty completely overriding our circadian rhythms now we've heard a lot about how blue light is bad you want to block your eyes from blue light you don't want exposure to blue light blue light in moderation your blue blocker lenses like I have a blue blocker filter on my glasses your blue blocker lenses may block up to 40 percent of blue light so you're still getting 60 percent in which means you don't need to go out and try to expose yourself to extra blue light you're getting plenty especially if you're in front of a computer the blue light blocker filters that you can get on your computer on your television on your mobile devices the more yellow tinted it is the more of the blue light it blocks so if you're wearing glasses that block a greater amount more than 40 percent of the blue light then you're going to start seeing a yellow tint on everything which most people don't want to do on their in their glasses they may be willing to tolerate it on their mobile device so the take home from that is in our society you're getting plenty of blue light you don't need to increase your exposure most of us do need to try to decrease our exposure because we spend so much time in front of digital devices on the other end of the spectrum is candlelight and that is at about 2200 Kelvin bug lights that you put on your porch are often around the 2200 Kelvin uh, range 2200 Kelvin is good because it sort of harkens back to before electricity was invented when you know Mon Pa Olson or whoever were sitting around the candle after dinner and then they would go to sleep so darkness combined with no blue light because the sun is what gives us our blue light when we are outdoors signals the body that hey it's time to start winding down we can't really be back in those days they couldn't really be productive on the farm or anywhere else when it was pitch black outside so some of this is evolutionary exercise can also influence your circadian rhythms remember I said temperature 
influences your circadian rhythms because when you exercise it increases your body temperature but interestingly exercise also impacts cortisol remember I said cortisol will override the circadian rhythms and keep you awake low intensity exercise reduces cortisol and makes serotonin more available which can help improve sleep when I say low intensity exercise what I'm talking about is stretching very easy walking you don't want to be breathing heavy you want to be on a stroll something that is relaxing high intensity exercise also helps release serotonin but it also releases endorphins which can make you feel good but that also tends to raise your body temperature up quite a bit now some people do find that they can exercise really intensely come home take a shower and then hop in bed and their body temperature just whew, goes down and they are ready to go to sleep all right that's fine that doesn't work for everybody but it is important to pay attention to how your environmental temperature as well as your core body temperature impacts your ability to get good quality sleep and to get sleepy at the right times when I was in college uh, graduate graduate school all of our courses were in classrooms in the basement of the hospital and whenever it was 90 degrees outside in Florida it felt like it was about 40 degrees in the basement of the hospital and I know it wasn't that cold but it was we would bring literally bring coats in the middle of summer in order to get through class but I noticed and I still notice when I get really cold I get really sleepy I go into that hibernation state social activity also can in increase awakeness it enhances oxytocin the desire to bond with others some social activity if it's calm if it's relaxed can help you get into a sleep state reading a book to a child for example but having decaf coffee with friends obviously you don't want to have caffeine that close to bed uh, that is more of a social activity where you feel like you need to be more on so to speak and that can increase your uh, propensity to push back your circadian rhythms as I mentioned body temperature increases will signal to the brain it's time to be awake and body temperature decreases often signal that it's time for relaxation or sleep what are some causes of circadian rhythm disruption 24-hour caregiving or on calls if you're a doctor if you are a run a 24-hour business where you don't know when you're going to get awakened in the middle of the night you may not sleep as restfully because your cortisol levels stay higher which impacts your circadian rhythms and each time you get awakened that also triggers some cortisol as you wake up and it can make it more difficult to get back to sleep therefore uh, impacting your circadian rhythms now what can you do about this well it depends on the person there's no easy answer ideally you switch the on calls with somebody else at least you know you take one on call and then preferably go for the rest of the quarter without having another on call that's not always possible but figuring out how to do that 
if you can hire an answering service that can field calls that can be helpful if you are doing 24-hour caregiving if you can have somebody come in that takes the night shift and you take the day shift or vice versa then that can help ultimately you're wanting to try to keep your circadian rhythm stable if you're night shift stay on night shift if you're day shift stay on day shift which takes us to shift work keep your cons schedule consistent and if you are on night shift try to get to bed before daylight that early morning light exposure seeing the sunrise triggers the awakening response triggers the awakening cycle so all of a sudden you've got cortisol surging again time zone changes can also cause circadian rhythm disruption if you fly a lot if you're a pilot or if you are a traveling whatever uh, if you travel a lot for your job and you travel between time zones that can really throw your circadian rhythm out of whack even if it's just one time zone one hour that is a big jump for your circadian rhythm so it can make it harder for your body to know is it time to go to sleep or do I need to wait another hour the best thing that you can do is create for time zone changes is to try to create a sleep routine and try to go to sleep at the same time every day based on one time zone so if you live in Eastern Standard Time and you go to bed at 10 p.m then if you travel to Nashville which is on Central try to go to bed at 9 p.m because that's the equivalent of 10 p.m in Eastern Standard Time so when you get back to Eastern Standard Time you're still on that same cycle poor sleep habits or poor sleep quality can contribute to circadian rhythm disruption if you take naps during the day especially naps that go longer than 40 minutes you can lapse into deep sleep which throws the circadian rhythms out of whack that's just what it does if you have to take a nap keep them short too many fluids too close to bedtime can also be problematic because then you're getting up throughout the night and every time you get up it may not be a lot of cortisol it may be not a not be a lot of disruption but you're disrupting your sleep quality and potentially your circadian rhythms try to train your bladder in order to evacuate before you go to bed and then at the next morning when you get up which may mean reducing fluids pretty significantly within a window before bedtime for some people it's an hour for some people it's three hours you need to figure out what works for you so you don't have to get up three times throughout the night and go pee noise also impacts your sleep habits and your sleep quality if you are getting awakened whether you leave the TV on and noisy commercials come on or you leave the TV on and all of a sudden there's some gunfight on TV that may not even wake you completely up but your brain is aware of it and your brain tunes in to changes in noise levels as well as to threatening sounds so it is imperative to reduce noise when you're sleeping in order to get good quality sleep when you get good quality sleep your brain clears out the adenosine and then you're able to wake up and feel refreshed in the morning anxiety and stress those are two labels that we put on 
the response the physiological response when our HPA axis or our stress response system is activated I already mentioned how anxiety and stress trigger cortisol cortisol will override the circadian rhythms will override the sleep response and encourage you to stay awake depression on the other hand when people don't have enough serotonin they have difficulty making melatonin when people are depressed a lot of times they sleep a lot a lot of times they don't move as much so their body temperature is lower a lot of times they don't engage with others in the same way so they're not getting that social stimulation and a lot of times they are exposed to less light during the day whether they are staying inside because they don't feel like going out a lot of times they'll leave their blinds closed all of those things disrupt circadian rhythms when the circadian rhythms get disrupted it disrupts the body's ability to effectively make serotonin and uh, norepinephrine and dopamine so it is a reciprocal interaction between stress and anxiety and depression and the circadian rhythms one can cause the other and the to get out of whack and when the circadian rhythms get out of whack then it's going to intensify likely the anxiety stress or depression pain can also cause circadian rhythm disruption because it keeps you from getting sleep but it also keeps your cortisol levels high when you're in pain your body recognizes that as a threat so not only does it disrupt your sleep it keeps your cortisol levels high which disrupts your circadian rhythms I have a lot of videos on non-pharmacological pain management but just to summarize paying attention to your ergonomics at work in your car wherever you sit at home and in bed to make sure that you are not contributing to kinks and pains and hot spots so to speak guided imagery for pain has been shown to be very effective envisioning for example the pain like this morning I had a really bad pain in one of my knuckles envisioning that pain as a bright red spot and then seeing myself turn down the knob that of the intensity of that pain so the red suddenly became much more translucent than all is all of a sudden transparent and completely gone tens units you can get them at just about any store now they can be helpful physical therapy ice heat or massage if you're in pain it's important to talk to your physician pain means something might be wrong now all of us experience some pain at some time you know you sleep the wrong way you've got a headache it doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything you know huge going on but if you're having intense pain or chronic pain it's definitely something to get checked out by your medical provider temperature can cause circadian rhythm disruption as I mentioned in my anecdote about graduate school it's not just temperature when you sleep disrupting sleep if the temperature is too cold during the day it can actually trigger you to go into that sort of hibernation state where you start getting sleepy during the day making sure your ambient temperature is appropriate for what you're doing is is helpful light and seasonal adjustments we all know 
that the days get shorter in the winter and longer in the summer which means in the summer like right now we've got it gets light here at 5 a.m and doesn't get dark until eh, right around 7 30 8 o'clock that's a lot of light hours and it can be difficult for people to maintain their circadian rhythms during the longest days of the year and during the shortest days of the year if you live in a place like Alaska or if you live in a place like Oregon where it rains all the time there are other things that contribute to the sunlight levels not being adequate to help maintain and set your circadian rhythms light boxes can be helpful having a desk lamp that is 6500 Kelvin and as bright as you can tolerate it can be helpful there are a fair number of things you can do to alter your environment in order to convince your body that it is time to be awake as I mentioned temperature and activity help but it's also important to have some light medications caffeine and alcohol I'm just going to lump those all together can impact your cortisol levels they can impact your sleep levels they can impact serotonin levels and melatonin levels and this is not just your psychotropic medications like your antidepressants this includes your opioids and even some of your statins and other things it's important to read that insert on the bottle or go to uh, drugs.com um, medication side effects just search for that online pulls up a wonderful website that you can search to find the most common side effects of your medications and whether it is shown to contribute to sleepiness or insomnia and that is the biggest clue that it may be impacting your circadian rhythms but your SSRIs your antidepressants for example are going to alter the levels of serotonin which is going to potentially alter the le levels of available melatonin and may impact your circadian rhythms hopefully for the positive so it helps you get to sleep more easily likewise if you're taking hormones for some reason whether it's testosterone or birth control or hormone replacement therapy that will also impact the circadian rhythms and the availability of the neurotransmitters like serotonin that are necessary to help you get to sleep the take-home message anything that you ingest be aware that it could impact your neurotransmitters and impact your circadian rhythms and if it does for the negative talk about it with your doctor see if what's going on and if there's something you can do in order to get your circadian rhythms synced up again hormone fluctuations will also do this now what I'm talking about is your internal hormones I'm not talking about taking any I'm talking about monthly cycles for females I'm talking about reduction in testosterone and estrogen levels in people in any gender as they age and as those hormones start to be reduced it's going to impact the availability of neurotransmitters that can help you get to sleep which may disrupt your circadian rhythms 
just being aware and finally traumatic brain injury or neurodegenerative disorders especially those impacting the hypothalamus which is where that suprachiasmic nucleus is um, are also important to consider if you've had a car accident or um, a brain injury of some sort and it can be a concussive injury that you experienced it's important to recognize that that may impact your circadian rhythms and I didn't put on here but I should put on here should have put on here uh, changes for people in their vision if people lose their vision or it becomes significantly impaired that can also have an impact on not only their mood but also their circadian rhythms sleep habits and light significantly impact circadian rhythms but they're not the only things even if you're more spontaneous it's still important to have a sleep routine and practice good sleep hygiene I've got several videos on sleep hygiene on the YouTube channel additionally recognizing the impact of medication time changes neurotransmitter and hormone balances can help you reduce the impact of circadian rhythm changes in your life